Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to that business news. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And I was hoping to find, you already started talking when I thought of it, I was hoping to find the uh, the classic bell sound that you hear when uh, boxing. I was thinking the same thing. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just have Matthew add that. Yeah, that's true. Our sound producer. At the beginning. At the very beginning. But then if we're talking about it now, so then it's already, um, it's kind of weird. Well, how about we just do it now? Like right now, let's start. Well, I think we're going to talk about a story that I haven't seen anything in the media about. And there was this boxing match between some guy, Floyd Mayweather. eh. Muhammad Ali and uh, Joe Frazier? Yeah. (laughs) And Manny Pacquiao. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, this was just blown up in the media. I mean... I don't even know when they even announced this, but it seems like it was years ago. There's been so much story on it, but we're going to talk about the legal side because these lawsuits are that are popping up are more recent. We're recording this, what is this, five days before it's actually going to be released. So there could be many more lawsuits that are filed in between now, right now, and, and when this gets released. So update yourselves appropriately. And the reason I'm saying that, there, there's a couple lawsuits that are involved, but one of which is this crazy trend that these class action lawsuits are being filed against mostly Pacquiao, but some of them include him, Mayweather, the the HBO, the broadcasters, everyone involved. I think I got sued a couple of times <laughs> yeah. too. A lot of named defendants. So this lawsuit, the class action lawsuits are in relation to, I guess, after the fight, Pacquiao said that he has had a shoulder injury that happened in April he was fighting injured and they wouldn't allow him a a shot before the match to whatever. But they're this class action suit is saying, Oh, well, you know, if you were injured, we wouldn't have uh, paid the hundred dollars or whatever it was for the fight. We wouldn't have paid for this or even the people that I guess even went to the, the boxing matches even worse. Cause those were some expensive tickets, but I haven't looked too too much into the actual these actual complaints and i think i saw up to seven class action lawsuits that have already been filed kind of with this same sort of idea but this is just so crazy to me it's obviously people that are upset that from what i heard i didn't see the fight but i from what i heard it just wasn't very good i actually i saw saw parts of it i think it was it was pretty much what i expected it to be i'm surprised everyone was surprised that it was I think we even talked about this. In fact, I remember listening to our podcast that it was these overhyped fights tend to be a non-event in the sense that it's just kind of, you know, whatever. So what's what I think a lot of people are really accentuating is this May 1st form that Pacquiao signed, which was May 1st would have been the day before, I think it was that Friday before, the day before the fight, and him checking no on pretty much everything except the meds that he took beforehand, describing if he has any injuries or things like that. And they're like, hey, this this is the proof that he misrepresented. Almost as if like everyone was relying on this form and, and on May 1st before they ordered, they're like, okay, let me, let me take a look at the pre-fight uh, medical questionnaire before uh, I ordered this fight. But I mean, there's some truth to that, right? I mean, if, if you would have disclosed it, HBO and all the other news articles that were a buzz about this uh, fight would have said, oh, he, he is injured. So, and, and Mayweather was already a little favored. So maybe people thought, well, it's not going to be as interesting, but 
do you really think that would happen? I, I don't think so. No, this is it's so ludicrous because it's not these people that are that paid for the fight. I mean, it's mostly I think people that paid for the pay per view. I don't know. I'm sure there's people that attended it that are complaining as well, but they still would have paid for it. Yeah, people for whatever reason love love to watch these big fights, and this was this was the most hyped fight since I mean, probably since like Tyson. 20 years ago with some of his bigger ones. So, I mean, it's the problem with this lawsuit is I was going to say a slippery slope, but it's not even a slippery slope. It's just like a free fall. If these lawsuits would end up working out and they would be able to collect, you know, some sort of judgment against Pacquiao and everybody else. Like you could, you could say this for anything. So what are you going to buy a ticket to a basketball game? And like, Oh, this player didn't disclose that he was hurt. And I definitely wouldn't have bought this ticket if I would have known, known this, like, I mean, you could just keep going on and on and on with this. So I think it's pretty, pretty crazy, especially these people. There's no way these people knew about, you know, the, the, the form that he signed. Yeah. And, and the legal issues can get kind of murky because let's say you have a class action from those that paid in pay-per-view. The main legal issue is, okay, how can you sue Pacquiao for there's no contract between you and them. You're not paying them directly for the ordering of the pay-per-view, though they do get a percentage, I believe. And that's kind of a separate issue. One lesson, though, I think this is a very good representation of what is out there in the industry in the sense that how many times do we get a question asked, can I be sued for this, right? For a lawyer to respond to that, sometimes you can respond in a very sarcastic manner and they're saying, yeah, you can be sued for anything, which is 100% true because you can always find a lawyer to, to file a lawsuit because even the most ridiculous ones, and and I, I personally think this is ridiculous, even if there's legal recourse. Is it enough to file a lawsuit? I don't, it's, it just seems so ridiculous to me. And so at the least take that as a lesson that just because you may not have any legal liability, if there's a perception that you did something wrong, someone can always find an attorney to sue you. You're exactly right. And it's, it's taking whatever actions you can to make a potential lawsuit very unattractive, but you know, you, you can still do whatever you want. And at the end of the day, if they want to sue you, they will. And that's, that's what happened with this. And obviously another part that plays into this is the the massive payouts that these boxers receive. So that, I'm sure that kind of factored into it as well. I think I saw somewhere that Mayweather was getting like close to 200 million or something outrageous. So, you know, despite what I just said, I am starting another class action against another sports team in uh, New England, actually. <laughs> the deflate gate. Yeah, the deflate gate, because I, you know, I bought some nachos that day to watch the game. And that was a complete waste of money. You know, I, if, I, if I knew that they were going to deflate the balls and, and all that, then I would not have bought those nachos. I mean, I, we laugh at that, but there's probably going to be some sort of lawsuit because these people are just... Oh, yeah. All the, all the fans. And by the way, this isn't the first time this something like this happened. It was against New England, too. Remember the uh, New York Jets and New England game where I think New England was accused or they were found guilty. I'm not sure which. At least I'll just say allegedly now for now. They were spying the spy gate yeah yeah they were spying on the other team's radio or if i recall they were filming the opposing team like practicing or running their plays and then using that information to, uh, to then use it to their advantage during the games and they were found it's a very gray area because basically the nfl immediately destroyed all of the tapes 
for whatever reason. So like all the evidence was gone and then they, they penalized New England, the team that did it. So it was like a really weird thing. It's like, all right, well, they did it, but let's, let's just destroy all the evidence and then penalize them. It's like, well, that makes no wow. it makes no sense. But I don't think a lot of things uh, involving the NFL make sense. But. <laughs> yeah. But but they they face lawsuits because of that too from ticket holders and of course those were both tossed. I mean I don't I don't, I don't know the specific circumstances. I, I don't expect anything much different in these cases as well. But by the way, did you hear on another did you, NFL is going to be abandoning their nonprofit status? I think. Did you hear about that? Yeah. So that's we've talked about that in the past and. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if their Goodell can get paid, the commissioner can get paid more than his forty-four million now per year. Yeah, are they going to increase that? Exactly. It's interesting. The other lawsuit, I'm sure there's more than this, but the other lawsuit that's getting talked about involving this this fight, or the, at least the participants, is this defamation lawsuit. For those of you that don't know, Mayweather's been involved with some domestic violence issues in the past. It was a big thing leading up to the fight. He's been convicted, though, if, if I recall. I think he actually spent a couple of days in jail. He served jail time, yeah. Yeah. It was something minimal, but yeah. He still kind of denies it. I mean, we're not going to get into that, but there was a report or the, an interview that was done where one of the people involved where they were talking about one of the incidents and he said that I had to restrain her because she was on drugs and all these things and just tried to spin himself into the good guy or at least the the not the bad guy I, I had to restrain her and and then kick her around a little bit because she was on drugs yeah that seems plausible yeah you're only uh, a professional boxer who's 48 and oh but yeah it's probably like you're probably in danger of being abused but you know whatever so now there's a defamation lawsuit that's uh I think 20 million. 20 million dollars which like I said his payout's close to 200 million from this fight. So but I found this pretty interesting that you know one of these people that was involved in this domestic violence issue is now seeking defamation now. I, I mean it has to be because he just got a massive payday, right? I mean I, I assume that has some connection to it. Yeah, maybe or I don't, I don't know when he made the interview and so forth. It's old news that people in boxing you know, it's old news about all this, which which I, I think is a very fair criticism of Mayweather and this whole boxing thing in the first place. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Bill Cosby, because if you recall all the allegations against him, some of the problems are the statute of limitations because some of these incidences are supposed to have occurred a long time ago. And but what's interesting is that those states that, you know, are outside the statute of limitations and those alleged victims they're actually suing for defamation because all Bill Cosby has to do is basically deny it and basically say that person's a liar and so forth. And then that that so-called victim can say, no, well, I'm going to sue you for defamation because it's true. And under that premise, seek damages, which is a very interesting way to you know, pursue your, uh, your allegations. Well, the strongest defense to a defamation claim is the truth, right? I think that's... Yeah, that's right. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> he might have some problems with that, I was going to say. Oh, I'm not, I'm not speaking to the credibility of that, yeah. those claims, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I definitely understand it, but how these claims pop up, like in this case, this is like decades later, isn't it? The, Cos the Bill Cosby stuff? Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them, definitely. I, I think there are also a couple that may be within or some states that don't have statute of limitations and they're being pursued and so forth, but who knows? Yeah. That's going to last a long time, I assume. And he's still going, this is again, way off topic, but I always hear people talking about him and they always ask, you know, do you think he did it or whatever? And of course, you know, when people are talking 
about this stuff in the media. They always have to be careful saying alleged and so forth. But I, there's some people that just stop doing that, you know, and it's it, because they're like, oh, okay, after this number of women, I'm going to stop saying alleged from now on, you know. He's got bigger bigger issues to deal with than trying to go after all these different media people for, for not saying alleged. So that's true. Because what is he going to do? If he sues, he has to, the other party can just prove that it's true (laughs) and then, and then he's done. So even if he would be able to prove that nothing happened, like he'd have, he'd have to relive everything by going through a lawsuit. So it just wouldn't really make sense. Yep. Very good. So I think that is our episode for the today. We went a full, Full 10, 12 rounds there. Looks like I won in a unanimous decision. <laughs> 116 to 112. All right. Very controversial, though, however. Yeah. Unanimous <laughs> decision. If you want to talk about legalities, boxing is the most corrupt sport oh, by yeah. a, a landslide. It's, it's so crazy. Their scoring doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to write 10 and 9 down every round, and then I can just do whatever I want. And it's just completely subjective, apparently. Yeah. I, can't be, I can't be bought out. I've seen a couple UFC fights that were a little off, too. So it kind of just depends. I, I feel like it's kind of the same kind of cultural mentality there. I mean, every sport has some sort of subjective aspect to it like even you like soccer it's like if you call a foul on somebody the fouls yeah yeah it's like well you know that's subjective on whether that was actually a foul or not or or the yellow card and red card is probably the the most controversial because that has such dire consequences you know a ref may be taking out his card all the time and where another ref may not at all you know yeah, that's why I watch tennis because there's no, there's like pretty much no subjective aspect to it, especially now that they have the any ball that's close to the line, they can challenge it and they have the Hawkeye that comes in and shows exactly where the ball hit. So why don't you just watch golf then or chess? That doesn't, it's not subjective <laughs> Ch- either. Chess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or checkers. Checkers is probably the least objective or least subjective. Bowling. Yeah, bowling, you could cross a line and get a foul. <laughs> They have they have sensors <laughs> for that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but the, you know those sensors can be manipulated. Yeah. All right. So should we just continue to talk about random sports, or should we end it? <laughs> I think we'll clo- <laughs> think we'll close it up here. Okay. All right. Have a good one day. Have have a good one day, everyone. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.